The US is reimposing oil sanctions against Iran, part of a second tranche of so-called snapback measures arising from Washington's withdrawal from the international nuclear deal. These latest sanctions are designed to cripple Iran's vital energy industry, its main foreign currency earner. With me to discuss the possible consequences of the American move is Alico's Director of Research, James Burkett. James, the US withdrew from the nuclear deal unilaterally. What implications does this have for sanctions enforcement? Well, I think it's going to present a major potential obstacle. One of the key reasons for the success of the program operated from 2012 to 2015, which you must remember was successful in its aims of forcing the Iranian government to demolish its nuclear program, was that it was pretty widely observed by all of the major economic powers. So, you know, the JCPOA included, well, the major EU players of France, Germany and the UK. It included Russia, China, and, and obviously the US secured backing for it from the UN. So what you had was a, was a pretty effective and widely observed measure underpinned by a very, very stringent secondary sanctions program in which the US could target any firm it felt was, was flouting the demands of the program. This time around, it doesn't really have any of those advantages the Chinese relationship is currently souring, or appears to be in the process of souring, with the, with the various disputes over trade. Russia itself is already subject to a separate sanctions program, which dampens the possible effect of any secondary sanctions that might be sought against Russian entities. And obviously the EU has, has announced that it's not going to be going along with, with the newly imposed sanctions either and has decided it was going to set up a fund to compensate firms that would lose out due to the program. As you mentioned, China and Russia seem set to defy the US over sanctions. Is there much Washington can do to force them to comply? I think force may be stretching it a little bit, but as with, with any bilateral arrangement, it's possible there are various areas over which a deal could be struck. For instance, with regard to China, as the US has sought to exert pressure on the trade relationship via tariffs, it's not difficult to imagine an arrangement by which they loosen their restrictions on Chinese goods and services in exchange for China's greater cooperation on the sanctions program. Equally, it's hard to see how it's going to compel China to carry out its wishes with regard to Iran. Similarly with Russia, it's hard to see how much further the US can go in terms of seeking to cause it to comply with its wishes than it is already. There's a fairly stringent and extensive sanctions program targeting businessmen close to the Putin administration, which is seeking to reverse its policy over Ukraine and Crimea. And that obviously hasn't had a great deal of effect so far. So short of tightening that, which already seems not to have worked that well, it's hard to see what else the US can do really to force Russia to come to its aid over Iran. Turning to the Europeans, as you mentioned, they say they will protect EU investors entering the Iranian market from sanctions-related penalties. But even if they do, are companies likely to take the plunge? I think the EU is probably the, the least likely to, to defy the US in any serious way with regard to sanctions. Diplomatically, clearly there's a difference of opinion here. And one of the things that remains to be seen is how far despite their unwillingness to allow sanctions to be imposed on European companies, the EU states will be willing to assist the US with enforcement of, of their sanctions programme. What I would say is that for European companies making decisions with regard to this, very few are likely to be choosing 
a business relationship with Iran over a relationship with the US, which is what effectively these sanctions compel them to do. It has been suggested that President Trump is set on regime change in Tehran, but could sanctions enable it to consolidate by diverting attention from its own failings? It's a very interesting question and one that's extremely difficult to answer. One thing that seems to have become clear over the last few years is that there is a great appetite for reform and change in Iran, but the reimposition of sanctions would represent a significant setback to the more conciliatory stance that President Rouhani led in his relationship with the US, and if anything could be seen by more conservative parties as vindication for, for their position and for their pursuit of the nuclear programme. It looks like the lack of international cooperation will leave sanctions regime gaps for Iran to exploit. Could these allow the country to limit the economic cost of the US measures? I think that's definitely something that's going to be very interesting to watch over the coming six months. The reconciliation with the US was, I think, pushed by Iran as a means to return to the international fold and to normalise trading relationships with the rest of the world. Now that possibility seems to have been removed indefinitely. You could see a reorientation of Iran's position to become closer to Russia, with which it has cooperated, obviously, in, in Syria in recent years, and is, is developing a closer trading relationship, and potentially also with China. So... I think the coming months will definitely be interesting with regard to the Iranian economy and, and how it seeks to now sell its oil internationally. Thanks, James. And that ends our podcast. If you'd like to discuss any of the issues raised in the interview, please contact James on his email. That's J-B-I-R-K-E-T-T at alico.com. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.